0: They have come up to him. He is giving them kingdom blessings. He gave them kingdom blessings, the Beatitudes, and all of these, right through that portion where he says, I have fulfilled the law and the prophets. I fulfilled the law. No flaw could be found in me. As Bob spoke about their trip to Israel, the Via Della Rosa. And watching, this was a hill that Jesus carried that cross up. And I was reminded as he was sharing that, Genesis 22 is one of the most beautiful prophetic pictures you find in the Hebrew Scriptures. It is where God comes to Abraham and he says to him about his son, the son of promised Isaac, Abraham, I want you to take your son the heir, your only son whom you love to the place that i will show you and sacrifice him to me there without any argument at all abraham calls two servants calls isaac who by now has to be a teenager i'll justify that in just a moment They get everything together, loaded on the donkeys, and they head to the mountain that God has designated. Many have conjectured that it was, in fact, Mount Calvary. They went to the base of that mountain, and there he left, Abraham and Isaac left the servants Isaac, the reason I'm saying Isaac was at least a teenager, he's carrying the wood for the sacrifice up the mountain. That's not a toddler. It's not a small child. And as they're going up the mountain, with he's carrying, just like Jesus carried the wood for his cross up the mountain, he is carrying the wood to be laid on the altar for the sacrifice. Father... We have the wood. You have the torch. Where is the sacrifice? Answer, deliberate double meaning. I don't know if it was a deliberate double meaning in Abraham's mind or not, but it is. Isaac, God will provide himself a sacrifice. It could be for himself. It can also be himself. In fact, it was both. They get to the top of the mountain, and they erect the altar, they lay the wood out, and then, Isaac's gotta have it figured out by now, his father starts to bind him, and he does. Isaac submits to it, and his father lifts him up and places him on the wood, gets out the flint knife, he is coming down with the knife when God stopped him. Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Father went up the mountain with His Son. But then He was the one. He drove the knife. He, what He stopped Abraham from doing, He did not stop Himself. He drove the knife. And Jesus became the sacrifice for us. He became the sacrifice for us. That's going to happen. Jesus fulfilled the law. He was the Passover lamb without flaw. And the prophets. He fulfilled all the prophetic picture that you find in the Hebrew scriptures about Messiah. by the hundreds, and then Jesus turns he, he turns rhetorically to his audience. He's been stating kingdom blessing, kingdom blessing, kingdom blessing, but they, in fact, are a wicked people, and he rebukes them for their wickedness, and he's been doing this, he's been doing this, Do you really imagine that God is a God who is so superficial that he is only concerned about your externals? Really? Is there any greater insult that you could offer to the holy God that he is as superficial as you are? And then Jesus lays out their superficiality. I can go and present an offering to God while I have hatred and anger towards my brother. He said, don't you even dare. You go and... Fix your relationship with your brother and then you can come and present your sacrifice. Adultery in the heart? Looking at a woman, too lust for her? Or, ladies, a man, too lust for him? And then you think, that's okay? With God, after all, God's only concerned with the externals as long as you don't do the very act. Why, you're fine. No! Don't imagine your God is like, He's not like you. He is holy. And he rebukes them. And now in verses 33 to 37, he he picks up another issue. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. And in fact, you can find those statements in the Hebrew Scriptures. They were commanded. When you take an oath, you better not lie. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Don't Take any oaths at all. Now, why does Jesus say, in fact, oath-taking was, in some cases, mandated, certainly approved in the Hebrew Scriptures? Why in this day is Jesus saying, don't do this at all? Because the Jewish culture had become so superficial, in line with the Gentile world around them, that Jesus says, don't even bother In Matthew chapter 23, verses 16 to 22, he makes this statement. Woe. He's speaking to the Jewish leadership. Woe to you blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. (laughs) What? Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Let me ask you a question. I don't know about you, younger generation, but when I was a kid, you could cross your fingers and you could tell a lie, but you had your fingers crossed, so it was okay to tell a lie. If you didn't have your fingers crossed, then it was bad. But... You know when I was a little kid, I thought I was really good at lying. I mean, I thought it was a skill that I really had. I could lie and everybody would believe me. And one day I was about 8 years old and I lied to my mother. I don't have no any I have no idea what it was about. And she looked at me and she said, "Why is it that you always lie?" I was shocked. Thought I had her totally fooled. <laughs> no, I didn't have her fooled at all. It's just the first time she confronted with me on this issue. But you see, that was part of the Jewish. Hey, if you just lie by the temple, that's okay. If you take an oath by the temple you can lie but boy the gold of the temple now that's it no, no this is your fingers crossed swearing by the temple swearing by the gold of the temple you can't cross those fingers what's that Woe to to you blind guides who say whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to follow through and do what he promised as part of the oath. Fools, he says to the Jewish leadership, and blind, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on the altar is obliged to perform it. What have they done? They've they've got these parts of their culture that are how to justify being a liar. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar? This sanctifies the gift. Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. (sighs) Folks, this is radioactive. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God. By him who, and by him who sits on it. What incredible self-deception there is here. Returning to Matthew chapter five. Jesus says in verse thirty-four because their culture had become so debased. What's Jesus saying? He's saying you know the permissions who were given in the Hebrew scriptures. Well, we'll just say that was wrong. No. What he's saying is your culture is so far debased compared to 1,400 years ago. Don't bother. You either are a man or woman of integrity or you are a liar. And all the oaths in the world will not make you less of a liar or more of a truth teller. You are either a man or woman of integrity or you're not. Your God is the truth, God. Your God is the truth, God. Don't be so deluded in your mind as to think, well, God's okay. He doesn't expect perfection. Let me tell you something, folks. None of us in our walk will ever be perfect but that's not an excuse one of my favorite and i think this addresses so much about the balance of the christian life first john 1 7 if we john includes himself if we walk in the light as he god is in the light we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. I'm walking in the light. I still need the blood of Christ. Oh, yeah. You're walking in the light. You're walking in. And God, because of his kindness, does not let us see the reality. Yes, by God's help, we are better than we once were in the consistency of our walk. But we don't get it perfect until we step into his presence. But I say to you, do not swear at all, 534, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. Please be aware of the reality of what you're saying. Nor by the earth, for it is his footstool between heaven and earth. Don't do it. Nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. You are touching radioactive material. You may be doing it unwittingly. Well, I'm giving you the wit now to understand. I will I've given you the education you need. You put on the radioactive gloves and you back off. Don't put yourself in that jeopardy. Nor shall you swear by your head because you cannot make one hair white or black. Be very careful. I just quoted a moment ago, 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. How much control do you really have over your environment, even over the reality of you? Folks, I've got white hair. It's getting close to it anyways. Do I want white hair? Nah. (laughs) But I'm not in charge. You can't make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes and your no, no. I want you my followers to be such men and such women of integrity that all it takes is the handshake all it takes is you're saying it and everybody in the community knows you will follow through and your reputation for integrity will go before you so that even people who don't know you with whom you make to whom you make a promise when they inquire with others about you oh, if he she said that it's done if you're gonna buy a car and you maybe already know what make a car you wanna buy when you're starting to really going through the process what's one of the very first questions you ask friends as you're pursuing this what dealer should i go to should i go to this chevy dealer that chevy dealer that chevy dealer whatever make you or model you happen to you want to know who can i trust to deal with me in integrity that's you you might even be willing to pay a little more to get the dealer that actually follows through on what they commit to. And I think I can say, we've got enough age, we've all probably been burned <laughs> at some point by a, this or that auto dealer because they weren't the person whose yes and no really meant something. But we should be followers of Jesus of such integrity that people will say yes we can believe him we can believe her just this morning and I'll close with this we were in the Sunday school class in 1st Peter this is 1st Peter chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 this is what we studied Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. No, this is what we would have studied if we'd had more time, but we talk too much. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers... They may, by your good works which they observe, be rebuked. Glorify God in the day of visitation. You know, there was that fellow who was defamed, named Jesus, who declared over and over and over again, I will be raised on the third day, I will be raised on the third day. Did I tell you I'd be raised on the third day? Yes, on the third day I will be raised. They crucified him anyways, and the guys who did the crucifying knew that he had made that claim. They knew it and were so, they actually ordered, they put soldiers around his tomb to keep him in the tomb. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of that tomb. We ought to be people of such known integrity that they will glorify God in the day of visitation. Yes, sir.